You're listening to the Heart Healer Radio Network, your guide to creating consciously. We welcome you with an open heart and soul intention to provide you with heart-centered wisdom to support your amazing life's journey with information about holistic approaches to healing and resources for you to create your ideal life. From vibrant health and nurturing relationships to financial abundance and joy-filled service, discover your soul purpose and experience the fullness of life on the Heart Healer Radio Network. It's our joy to serve you. Thank you for listening to the Heart Healer Radio Network. Welcome to Live with Eileen Gottlieb, the Heart Healer. For the next hour, Eileen will share spiritual insights, heart-centered wisdom, and offer free intuitive readings to help you with personal and professional struggles and issues. Phone lines are open now, so call to get in queue at 619-924-9726. That's 619-924-9726. Call now to speak with your guide to Conscious Heart Connection. And now your host, Eileen Gottlieb, the Heart Healer. Good evening, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Gratitude Month. But should gratitude be just for one month out of the year? Good question. Of course not. Anyway, I'm Eileen, your your host for this show. We gather here every week on Sunday night at 7 o'clock Eastern Time. And this is one of my favorite evenings of the week and, and uh, activities that I do that provide service to all of you. And for those of you that are new to uh, the show, we begin with a little bit of wisdom and then we open up the, uh, the queue and start with some live one question readings. So if you're in the queue, just begin to think about what questions you would like to ask What's uh, confusing you at this time? What you would appreciate a little bit more clarity about? Perhaps you're having a challenge making a decision and you're not sure what direction is best for you to go in or what serves your highest good. Go ahead and call me. Let's have a let's have a conversation. It's um, my joy to offer some wisdom that can help guide you on this journey of life. And before we begin with our wisdom, this is, uh, we are almost uh, at the time of the new moon, which is coming up next week. And so we offer each month a new moon clearing calls. We offer two of them. One of them is, I say we as the, as the uh, what is that expression, the queen's we? <laughs> it's just me. But for some reason, since I never do anything alone, I'm always doing it with um, spirit presence with me and guided. I find that I often, you know, make myself laugh because I'm saying we, but it really is only me that you're going to be hearing or seeing. So we do a new moon. I don't know why that's making me chuckle this month. Okay. Um, We started doing a general new moon clearing call uh, about 
I don't know, maybe three years ago or longer. And, and then from that, because I work a lot with entrepreneurs and business owners in my private practice, we created by, you know, popular demand, we create what our people and our tribe need, um, a special call for New Moon Clearing for entrepreneurs and business owners. And so they're coming up this week, the one for the New Moon Clearing for entrepreneurs and business owners is this Wednesday, November 20. And these calls are all at 12 p.m. Eastern time. And the general new moon clearing for just general focuses um, is the this Friday, November 22nd, also at 12 p.m. Eastern time. Now, these calls are a um, little bit of wisdom about the new moon clearing procedures and the benefit of them. And then um, I do a guided clearing process with a combination of um, some energy wellness tools, voice guiding, as well as the Ho'oponopono process. The feedback has been quite wonderful through the years about this call. So I invite you to join me. It is a gift from my heart. Whether you choose to do one or both of them, it's totally up to you. They are recorded. And all you have to do is register in order to listen or receive the replay if that time frame doesn't work for your schedule or for your time zone that you live in. Because it is um, a freeconferencecall.com, and so it is available to a worldwide audience. Um, There are call-in numbers that you can access if you are in countries outside of the United States. Um, Okay. So how can you find out about that? Well, just go to my website at Eileen, I-L-E-N-E, thehearthealer.com forward slash events. That's Eileen, I-L-E-N-E, thehearthealer.com forward slash events. When the calendar um, populates, you'll see different dates. Just click on the 20th and the 22nd, either one. And the link to register is in that, in that um, part of my website. And all you have to do is register the one time, and you will receive reminder emails and the link to the replay. What else do I want to share with you? Oh, for those of you that are local to South Florida, which is my home, um, my hometown now, um, and has been since 1985, so it's my hometown. And um, we offer a a monthly women's networking group called Wings, W-I-N-G-S. And if you are interested in participating in that, uh, information for that, that's this Thursday, November 21, is also on my website under Eileen Gottlieb, uh, EileenTheHeartHealer.com, not Eileen Gottlieb, EileenTheHeartHealer.com forward slash events. And then just click on uh, the 21st of November, and that information will be there. So because this is uh, Gratitude Month, um, Thanksgiving here in the United States, there's a lot of conversation and buzz going on uh, besides Cyber Monday and Black Friday in this country, which is crazy shopping time before the holidays. Um, there is a lot of conversation that goes on about Thanksgiving. And 
and having gatherings, family gatherings, family of origin, family of choice gatherings, and the special foods that we eat, and the concept of gratitude and appreciation. And so I thought that we could talk a little bit about that tonight. And coming into the holiday season, when we will be spending a bit more time with perhaps family members, more time with groups of people. And for some of us, that's not always comfortable, especially when it's with family of origin due to the dynamics that are sometimes uncomfortable for us, sometimes trigger histories of traumas. Um, and, and we're trying to be in these relationships and doing our best to honor the concept of being with family, even though it does create a lot of triggers for us. And so I want to speak to that a little bit tonight, because this is something that comes up in client sessions, how we are being in relationship with our friends, with our family, with our colleagues, and where our challenges show up for us, you know? And we all have these challenges. No one goes unscathed. It's part of the human experience for sure. Pretty much everything about this, this human experience is about being in relationship to something or someone. And I must admit, sometimes these relationships are not comfortable. They just aren't. So what do we do about that? Well, some of us withdraw and hide and isolate because that's a form of protection for us. Some of us overcompensate and are overly kind and generous and friendly, even though under the surface we're seethingly angry and feeling resentment and anger and hurt and sadness and pain. And there are so many different different experiences that we have when we have old traumas that are triggered by the different relationships that we have. And so the Ho'oponopono process to me is a beautiful and simple process for assisting us in clearing out the energy that is the root cause for that suffering, for that discomfort, for that, for whatever the trauma is. For me, um, I have found that it has been nothing less than profound for a couple of my significant relationships. And so I want to give you the language that you might consider and, and how to use, use this prayer. For those of you that are unfamiliar with the Ho'oponopono, it's, you might be more familiar with it by hearing the prayer, which is, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, and thank you. And some people um, know it from a different order, um, those, the words being in a different order, and, and either way, it's all perfect, it all works. Sometimes people just say, I love you repeatedly, sometimes they just say, thank you repeatedly, and it all works. And the core philosophy of this, it's an ancient Hawaiian um, conflict resolution process, a clearing and healing process. And it started um, many, many moons ago, thousands of years ago, as a means of um, resolving conflict in the family and in the tribe or the community. 
And because we all lived pretty close to each other back then, it was easy to call the family and the tribe or the community together. And, and during this conflict resolution, this gathering for that purpose, there was always a facilitator and everyone who was involved had to express an I love you to everyone. Everyone had to say, I'm sorry. They had to own their responsibility for their contribution to whatever the problem was. Everyone had to ask for forgiveness, again, for whatever their contribution was to the conflict. By saying those three things, they accepted 100% responsibility for their contribution, for their actions, for their words, for whatever they did. The thank you was to divine creator, God, great spirit, the oneness, whatever, whatever name you call it by, for clearing all of what was the root cause. And so peace was restored. And this process has been going on for thousands of years. And by channel, I am told that it is really much more than the 2,500-year history of the ancient Hawaiians but rather tens of thousands of years old, passed down from generation to generation, likely to be galactic in origin and not even from this planet, as many things are not. And so in the 70s, there was a beautiful Hawaiian kahuna named Morna Simeona, who has since transitioned to spirit in 1992. And she, in all of her wisdom, and probably because she was guided to do so, as she was very divinely connected and an amazing teacher. And she kind of updated the ancient Hawaiian process of Ho'oponopono to one that was more of a self-actualization. It is called SITH, S-I-T-H, or self-identity through Ho'oponopono. And, and so it was designed for those of us that are currently in bodies to be able to utilize this process and relate to it a little bit more um, than, than the ancient Hawaiians did. Because we no longer live in communities where we're down the street from each other, most of us. And it's not always easy, although with technology, it is easy to connect an infinite number of people <laughs> all on one line, right? We have amazing technology now, um, but it sometimes is difficult. And so this process helps us to clear whatever is the cause of our challenge, our suffering, our, our upset, whatever the history is, whatever the trigger is. And so how we would language it, if we have an issue with someone that we're in relationship with, and as we were talking about this being Thanksgiving and is coming up and the holidays and Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and all these other um, holidays that everyone is, is coming up to celebrate. What happens is if you have a challenge, you know, you already have the challenge from history with someone that's going to be there. You're already going to have a charge before you get there. So wouldn't you like to be able to release some of that with the idea that the hope is that the relationship would be easier for both involved, right? And so what you can do is the language you can say is to whatever memory or data is in me, that's D-A-T-A, is in me, that is the cause of suffering for 
and you name the person or the persons that you are having the issue with on any and all levels that I am to atone for. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me and thank you. So let's say it's, it's a um, phrase that I want to use for, we'll, put, we'll use the name Susie as an example. So to whatever memory or data is in me, that is a cause of suffering for Susie on any and all levels that I am to atone for. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me and thank you. Or just I love you or just thank you. So you can do that with any of your family members, any of your friends, any of your colleagues. And you add the phrase that I am to atone for because it's about clearing something within you that is in someone else that's triggering something in someone else, which is why you have conflict with them. Because if you see it, you own it. That's pretty much how this process works. It's not something that you've consciously done because this process also believes that for every, let's say, 15, that's one five, bytes of information that we're consciously aware of per second, there are 11 million or more bytes of data or information that's going on, that's creating our reality that we're not aware of. So how do you think we're creating our reality? Consciously or unconsciously? Well, if you said unconsciously, you're absolutely right. And all that information sits in our subconscious mind, you know, which is the domain of the child, the inner child. So when we get reactive, that's what's happening. Memory and data in our subconscious mind is triggering our inner child and we react. It gets to be that simple. And all we need to do or all we can choose to do if we want to is simply say to whatever this feeling is that doesn't feel good, that's been triggered. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me and thank you. Or just, I love you or just thank you until the feeling shifts. And trust me when I say to you, the feeling will shift very quickly. It is an amazing process. So appreciation and gratitude, it's an amazing energy. It is the highest vibrational frequency that is measurable in our reality at this time. And truth is that love is the highest vibration, but it's so high we don't have a tool to measure it yet. And so whenever we can, being in gratitude, in appreciation for the simplest things in our lives, focusing on that raises our vibration tremendously, lifts our spirits, changes our perspective all within moments. I invite you, if you don't already do that, keep a gratitude journal or an appreciation journal and write down the simplest things. For me, when I wake up in the morning, even before I open my eyes, I am thinking in my mind, thank you for my bed. Thank you for this pillow. Thank you for when it's cold, when it's warm here in South Florida. Thank you for my air conditioning and my ceiling fan. Right now, it's very cold here for me. I mean, it's for for those of you up north, I know, get over myself, but it's still, it's cold for us. Being in the 50s, it's chilly. My AC is not even kicking on. That's how chilly it is in my house. And I'm very grateful for it. So snuggled in my bed under my comforter, 
Thank you for my comfortable temperature. Thank you for breath. Thank you for the coolness of the air. Thank you for love. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my home. Thank you for my new roof. Thank you for all of the material things in my life that bring me joy and comfort. And thank you for all of my relations, my family, my friends, my colleagues, my clients. I'm always grateful for everyone and everything in my life because I've created that. I've attracted it, and I'm grateful that I have because my life is joyful. You know, years ago, I remember listening as I was first waking up to my spirit connection. I was, I was listening to Louise Hay many years ago. She had those hundred power words in a cassette tape. For those of you that are too young to remember what they are, that was what we had long before CDs, right? And, and I would listen to her words and, you know, it, it's just, Waking in gratitude and being grateful for everything is just an amazing way, amazing way of being. And I would say I only attract, these are affirmations, right? I only attract loving people in my world. And I have been saying that for I can't even tell you how many years. And you know what? That's all I have in my world. Loving, compassionate, kind people. People on, on social media that I connect with. They're loving and kind people, and I am so grateful. My clients, my colleagues, everyone. It's, it's amazing when we get to see what we are actually able to manifest simply by our intention. And so what we focus on is what expands and grows. That's a very core or basic energetic dynamic. So if you're not loving what's going on in your life, be very aware of what you're focusing on. Don't focus on the issue. Focus on the solution. Focus on what you are choosing to do to shift whatever the issue is. Because then the energy will expand towards the solution, not expand and continue to support the issue, the problem. I hope that makes sense. Because this is a very important concept. So... As we move into Thanksgiving is coming up, not this Thursday, but next Thursday, start doing this clearing process now, you know, for whatever it is that is in you that creates suffering, you know, during these holiday times, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me and thank you. So how you could language that is to whatever memory or data or to whatever energy is in me that causes me to suffer or struggle during the holidays. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me and thank you. And if you know that it's about relationship issues, then you can do the one that I shared a few moments ago, which is to whatever memory or data or to whatever energy is in me that is causing suffering on any and all levels for, fill in the name of the person or persons, add that I am to atone for, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me and thank you. And that's all you have to do. Just repeat it. Think of it and repeat it as often as you can. And just trust and know that your divine creator, 
your God, your one source, your great spirit, whatever you call it, is hearing you, is listening to you. Have some trust and faith that this process works and that this pattern is being cleared. Stick with it. I think you'll be very grateful that you did. All right, RJ, I see we have a caller in the queue. Where are we going to go visit first? Yes, we do. We have uh, Khalil from Charlottesville, Virginia. All right, Khalil, good evening. Good evening. How are you? I was wondering why. Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How can we be of service? What's going on? Like, I um, have worried about going to hell a lot. I've worried about dying when I'm go- and where I'm going when I'm dying. And I was wondering if you could, you know, help me ease my pain a little bit about, like, before you, like, knowing where you're going to go before you die. I'm happy to do that. I am happy to do that. Can you breathe into your heart for me a couple of times before I begin? Okay. Just take, a, just take a few moments and breathe into your heart center, that beautiful energy center in the middle of your chest. Thank you. Khalil, what we believe is what we create. So many people okay. think that hell is a place and that is someplace we go because we've behaved badly in our human journey. Religious dogma supports that. And, and I'm not one to challenge anyone's beliefs. I will tell you what I believe. Okay? okay. Will that work for you? Okay. Yeah. So, so what I believe is that the hell is here and it's what we create during the human journey that creates suffering for us. Okay. And that it isn't a place, someplace where we transition to. What I believe is that our spirit, our soul is eternal. It is part of the light of God or whatever you call that. And that we choose a human experience because it's unique And the primary or sole purpose for us coming into the body is to learn one lesson. And that one lesson is how to be a loving presence unto ourselves and others. But in our relationship with ourselves first, right? right? So any challenges that you're having at the core, they are designed for you to remember from when you were in spirit, how to be a loving person with yourself, how to be kind with you first, how to be forgiving with you first. I believe that we choose our time to come in and we choose our time when we are transitioning back to spirit. Okay. Okay. So a lot of background noise. Can can we quiet that just a little bit? Thank you. Okay. Thank you. And so, and so, I don't believe that there is necessarily a hell that we go to. I do know that for those that transition to spirit through suicide, through an act of suicide, that there is a very different place of transition that that journey back to spirit 
begins before they transition to the next incarnation or the next level of existence that they are to go to. There is an okay. interesting movie by um, that that is called What Dreams May Come. Have you ever seen that movie? Never. Interestingly enough, the star in it is Robin Williams. You know who Robin Williams is, right? Yep. Okay. So that's an interesting movie that can give you an uh, an interesting window in for as close a movie explanation for what it's like when someone commits suicide or dies okay. by suicide, as I'm told is the better way of languaging that. But it okay. is an act. It is a conscious act that one takes. The movie is quite extraordinary. It also gives you an interesting, an interesting window into the other side. But for most people, the transition to spirit is one that is very peaceful. That once out of the body, they remember everything about being in the divine presence of love. Okay. These, emotions, these emotions that we experience here and now are not, are not part of the existence outside of being human. It is very okay. peaceful. It is a very different existence. The experience of being human is unique with its physicality, its, its mind, its thoughts, its beliefs, its personality, its emotions. It's a unique earth school, shall we say. Very okay. different. Very different. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it does. Do you have any questions about anything that I just shared? I'm happy to expand on it if you do. Um, no, thank you. Okay. Our religious dogma, Khalil, oftentimes teaches us about heaven and hell. But the spiritual teachings of each of the religions don't include that. Okay. I, I know that for most of them, there's an interesting book that you might consider reading. I don't know what your religiously dogmatic beliefs are, and you don't need to share them unless you choose to. But there is an interesting book that you might find um, of value, and it's a book called Anatomy of the Spirit. And it's by, okay. um, the author is Carolyn, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N, I believe, Mace. Okay. M-Y-S-S, as in Sam. Okay. Carolyn Mace is a theologian, and back in the 90s, she was the speaker du jour. She is still a sought-after speaker. She's a prolific writer. She had many wonderful workshops that she taught back then. I haven't heard her name in quite some time. But she, that book was a wonderful aha moment for me when I read it back okay. in 94, I think it was, or okay. very close to that time. I don't know what year it was published. It was around those years that I read it. It's okay. a comparative analysis of the seven sacraments of Catholicism, the seven chakras of Hinduism, and the, the tree of life in, in Judaism, or in the Kabbalistic spiritual aspects of Judaism. 
And I just found the book to be such an aha moment for me because what it said to me was they're all saying the same thing. Really, love is the most important aspect. No matter what religiously dogmatic beliefs we follow or that we were raised with, they're all teaching the same thing at the heart of it. But the dogma often loses that part of it. So that might be a book that you might find to be of interest. Thank you. You're welcome. And there are probably many others out there, um, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. Thank you. I just, I just can't. You are so very welcome. That is not a question that gets asked often on this show. And for that, I am very grateful that you asked it tonight. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Is there anything else that I can do to support you? Well, you have a very quiet cue tonight. So if there's anything else I can do to support you, I am here for you. Okay, thank you. Is there any other question you'd like to ask? Um, as far as like like back in the old days, like as far as like law enforcement goes, I was wondering if like basically back in the old days, if they had more like truant officers than they do now. Because like usually when, like more. When you're talking old days, I think you need to define that because I'm thinking Western horse and buggy ranches and farms. What do you mean by the old days? <laughs> what like time 19, period are you thinking of? 1919 to 1920s, 1930s, stuff like that. And what you're asking is, were there truant officers back then? More, more than there are now, because now they students go, students that don't go to school just don't graduate. But like more back in, I was told more back in the old days, you get you get arrested if the student was truant. I honestly have no idea. I don't even okay. know how to access that. Let me just see if there's any information. I've never heard. You, these are wonderful questions, Khalil. Thank you. Thank you. Let me, let me see you. if there's anything that I can share. And RJ, if you know anything about this, just from your knowledge, jump in and join us. Um, let me see if there's any wisdom that I can bring. Law enforcement has been different. Every decade it gets a bit different. Um, you know, when we go back to the 1800s, uh, people weren't arrested for not going to school. They were, school was very different back then. We lived more in a rural or agrarian society. And so children needed to work the farm. And so school okay. was geared towards the times. And so that the time for school was geared, geared more towards when children were available and not needing to work the farm with their families, because that's how we survived back then. You know, okay. in the early 1900s, I want to say with all the immigration that was going on late 1800s, early 1900s, um, it would depend upon where you lived because urban environments were very different than suburban environments. Um, we okay. didn't have the, the suburbs back then. 
we had either rural environments or city environments. And so okay. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sensing that children were arrested for truancy. Um, although I've got an image that I'm being shown of someone of power grabbing an ear of a child and grabbing them and putting them into school kind of a thing, you know, because what we define as child abuse now um, was not so much so back then. It was, it was a lot that was done to kids back then that people would be arrested for doing now, you know? Right. Right. I'm curious, why did you ask that question? What motivated that question? Because I was, I was talking to somebody I mean, I was talking to somebody, and they were saying that they, a lot of things that they had back then, they didn't, they don't have now. Even like, when it came to like, like law enforcement. Mhm. Law enforcement has changed. Law enforcement yeah. early on was was um, a one person, like a sheriff for a town with deputies. Okay. How we created law enforcement evolved over time. And I don't know at what point um, the police forces, wherever they were, sheriff's departments, police forces, became more and more accountable to the law of the land. You know, more federal laws, et cetera. I honestly don't, don't know that. But I bet you if you Googled it, you would find information about this. Okay. But I honestly don't know. Things things are constantly changing. That I do know, Khalil. And yeah. and although change is sometimes challenging for all of us, it's part of the construct of being human. And it's right. a, it's it's a dynamic that we all need to that we all need to be able to adjust and adapt to the best that we can, you know? Right. Right. All right. Any other questions that you would like to ask tonight? Um, was that person that you saw on your visit, was that a police officer? You know, it gave the image of that, um, but more whoever was a source of power. So it could be any adult person that that was right. in a position of power. All right. So it could have been a police officer or a parent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Or any male presence, because this was not this was not a female presence. Any male presence right. that was um, considered a person of power. All and right. back then, women women did not have much power. This is before the suffragette movement, before oh, yeah. women's right to vote. So women didn't have a lot of power back then. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you. You're welcome. These were great questions and perfect timing because now we have another person in the queue. So thank you, Khalil. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. And thank you so much for calling in tonight. You too. Thank you. All right, sweet man. Thank you. Blessings. You too. Thank you. All right. So while we wait for RJ to um, connect with our person in the queue, I'm just going to remind everyone that we have the new moon calls coming up 
this week on Wednesday, November 20, and Friday, November 22nd. These new moon clearing processes are very powerful, powerful, and they are a gift from my heart to you. Just go to my website at Eileen, I-L-E-N-E, thehearthealer.com forward slash events, and you will be able to register and receive the replay and the call-in information, and then reminders each month. You only need to register one time. So we're talking about appreciation tonight. And I see that our next caller is available. So, RJ, where are we off to? We're going Hello? to New York and speak with, we're going to, and speak with Maria. Yes. Thank you, RJ. Hello. Maria, good evening. How are you tonight? Fine, how are you? Thank you. I'm well, um, I'm well. You're welcome. I want to ask you a little question, if you don't mind. I want to know if my daughter is going to work with the guy, the name of Danny or Melissa. Say this again. You have a very strong accent, Maria. Say it again very slowly. You want to know what about your daughter? I'm Italian, that's right. I hear you, and I love your accent, but I need you to go slower so I can understand you. Go ahead. Yes. I said, my daughter, is she going to work with Melissa or Daniel? So if I'm understanding your question, you're asking me if your daughter will work with Lisa or Daniel? Right. Okay. And your daughter's name is? Katerina. Say it again, please. Rina. Rina. Call it for short. Rina. Gina? G-I-N-A? Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So just kind of breathe into your heart center for me, Maria, and let me just connect with you and see what I can bring in. So we're asking for any and all information about Maria's daughter, Gina, and will she be working with Lisa or Daniel? So I have a much stronger um, attraction to Lisa, her presence, and her name. I don't know what this work is, but it feels that there is um, more of a draw to her, that your daughter would be working with her rather than Daniel. And if she's considering working with Daniel, I invite her to look more into the benefits of working with Lisa. This feels like a much more um, supportive energy for her, um, a much more supportive space financially and otherwise. Does that make sense to you? Oh, for Daniel, for Melissa, no, Melissa right, right? For Gina to be working with Lisa. Right. If, if I understood your question correctly, I would invite Gina to consider working with Lisa Right. Rather than Daniel. Does that make sense to you? Yes. You're gonna be soon working with Melissa, my daughter. You know? I don't I don't know. Um it it sounds or feels like it might be before or around Christmas time. Um oh, I, I don't sense it for this month, but it sounds like there may be a possibility for it. I, I understand. Okay. I understand. Good. Thank you very, very much. You're welcome, Maria. You're very welcome. I hope you have a good holiday season, and thank you for calling you in. Thank you. You, you finished the talk, right? You got more 
talk to Yeah, Amanda. I still have a I we still have a little bit more on the show. You can hang out and listen. Okay? Uh okay. Thank you. You're welcome, Maria. Blessings. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So, all right. This is an interesting evening and an energy tonight, wouldn't you say, RJ? These nights, I'm telling you, you never know who's going to call in, and you never know how many callers we'll get, do we? <laughs> Quite the diverse topic tonight, even though there was only a handful, less than two callers, two callers. <laughs> it um, that was a uh, that was a very good question that he started out with. I was he did. We're very grateful to Khalil if he listens to this replay. We're very grateful to him for his questions tonight and for Maria. They're they're all wonderful questions. You know, Khalil's questions were very thought provoking. Not your not your typical questions for a blog talk radio show for sure. <laughs> That's and when sure. he was talking about, you know, I know you, I know you invited me to to join in. I did. I was thinking I could not come up with anything. In, you know, the description you came up with, the grabbing the ear and saying, "Let's go to class." Um, that that was kind of the same thing because we're, we're probably close in the same generation. And yeah. uh, I I remember I have that image from you know you must go to school kind of thing. So right, right. That's. But you know very, his question uh, his question yeah his question was was more for the 1920s and 30s and and that's a very different era. You know the energy of that time is very different um uh so much um so much change in in the culture and and the complexion of cities so many more immigrants you know came in during that time from around the world. And it's, it's just, you know, we're talking world war one completing and, and hopping into coming into a time of world war two. So there was a lot going on that, that so much of our society changed after world war two. So his question for that time period was, was very interesting because it's very different now than it was then. I'm sure, you know, for Absolutely. sure. I'll have to talk to my mother about that because my mother is a is a child of the 20s. I'm going to see her tomorrow. I will try and ask her if she remembers, you know, because her memory is not that great anymore. But um, she's 94, so I'll ask her if she can remember anything, you know. So oh, I see we have another awesome. caller. Go ahead and, and um, invite them on for us, would you? Thank I you, will. RJ. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a couple of minutes while RJ um, gets our next caller's name and where they're calling from, and then he'll bring them on to the show. A lot of interesting conversations tonight. I love this show. I love doing this with all of you. I just never know who's going to call, what question they're going to ask. It's always very, um, very interesting, for sure. Absolutely. And I hear, I know Maria, you can't you can't talk right now, but I I hope that you're staying nice and warm up there in New York because I see you're still listening. All right, and I see our next caller is ready to go. R.J., go ahead. Hi, let's welcome Catherine from New York. Welcome, Catherine. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you for taking my call. 
My joy. Thanks so much for calling in. How can we be of service tonight? What's going on with you? Um, I have a work um, question, please. There is this woman that I'm going to be meeting with. Um, she says she likes my project. Her initials are SF, and I'm just wondering how you see it going, if we will be, in fact, working together on this project or some other there's any synergy there. Okay. Anything like Tell me those initials yeah. again. Is it S is in Sam, S is in Sam? S is in Sam, F is in Frank. Thank you. Thank okay. You. You're welcome, Catherine. Just go ahead and uh, breathe into your heart center for me. Just focus your breath there. You don't have to do a deep breath or anything. Let me just connect with you. And we're going to ask for any and all information for Catherine regarding her relationship with SF and a project. Will they be working together on a project that is currently being considered or another, some other project other than that? So I want to say there's a little bit of angst that I'm feeling. I don't know if you're nervous. I'm feeling a lot of angst in my heart center as I'm connecting in with you. Um, are you a little nervous about this question or nervous about this issue? Uh, maybe a little nervous about the issue. Okay. Okay. Uh, Got it. So so there is something that I'm going to share with you that can help you to address that but after after I offer whatever information I can about this. Um, because this is a real uncomfortable position. Such, cancel that. This is a very uncomfortable feeling. And if I'm feeling it and you're feeling it, that's not a feeling that I want you to have to keep having if you don't need to, right? Um, yeah. Okay. You're welcome. So I want to say to you that that the energy between you and and this person is is a compatible energy. It is. It is a. I like the word that you said. It's it's a synergistic energy. There is, there is a, a comparable vibration of energy between the two of you. And it is one that offers the greatest of possibilities for creating together in a cooperative way. This is not a competitive energy between the two of you. This is a real collaborative, um, creative energy. And, and so if I ask specifically, is this particular project that she likes the two of you will be working on, I'm getting a very strong sense that it is, but it won't be the only one. It feels like that, that this is going to be, be the beginning of some interesting creative energy between the two of you and, and a team oh. and a team. Are there more people potentially involved with this? Because it feels like there are more people. Yes, some that I would be bringing in and some that she might have mentioned she'll be bringing in. Okay, this is one thing that I would say to you. The energy feels really wonderful. I would invite you to keep holding a space of, of a knowing and an insisting with intention that this is a collaborative energy, a cooperative energy energy, not a competitive one. 
And any competition type energy that pops into it, you want to squash as quickly as you can and transmute it and shift it into one that is cooperative and collaborative. And I want to explain to you why. First off, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah? Yes, definitely. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I want to explain to you why, though, from a broader energetic perspective, and that is that businesses that are competitive are not going to thrive as much as businesses and business practices that are cooperative and collaborative. So the big old boys club in big time corporations is not going to be a part of our future. Our future will be filled with smaller collaborative corporations, companies that work in synergy, both within the structure of it and with others, because there's more than enough for everyone. Does that make sense? Oh, that sounds beautiful. Yes. More of a utopia feel. Yes, you know what? But it's not. It's it's actually how so many businesses are currently, and business coaches are currently um, choosing to be. I know that in, in my community, there are many entrepreneurs, and I work a lot with entrepreneurs, that are, that's, that's the focus. Com- competitiveness just does not work. In fact, there is a community called the, called the Business Acceleration Network that was started by Shannon Gronich, G-R-O-N-I-C-H. That's the Business Acceleration Network. You'll find her on, on, on the web. She is the most amazing presence when it comes to conscious business practices. How she is coaching her community and creating community is, is so to be respected and honored. And she's not the only one. Women's Prosperity Network is another. That is one that is not just local to Florida. They have chapters in um, a couple of countries outside of the United States and several cities in the U.S. They actually have them in New York. I know they, they have one on Long Island. I don't know if there are more than one up there. That's Women's Prosperity Network. And so that these are organizations that offer community and coaching practices that teach these principles. So it's, it's, it's the wave of the future, and it's now. I invite you to connect with like-minded people up in your community. Yes. You know? And the Business Acceleration Network actually has a Monday mastermind call. It's actually a webinar. You can probably see information on it at businessaccelerationnetwork.com. And it's open to everyone. It's a wonderful. You can listen if you don't want to go on. There's a simultaneous Facebook Live. And you can get a feel for it and and see if it speaks to you. We do. um, She does a couple events a year. And we just did the Business Acceleration Summit at Sea, the, sec- the, the second annual, which was most wonderful. Masterminding is a, a big aspect of that group. And so that dynamic of masterminding as, as, a, as a, a means of 
of, um, what's the word I want to use? A means of fostering the creative process is something that you might want to look into and, and adapt that if you're not already doing it. And I think you are to a certain extent, my sense is, but adapt it in a very conscious way to how you function with your team. You might find it very um, energizing. All right. (laughs) I'm excited for you, Catherine. What industry are you in, sweetie? The arts and entertainment. I love it. I love it. And don't we know that the arts and entertainment industry is filled with creative genius, right? Just filled with creative genius. And, And it is competitive because everything they do is about competing for something. But the truth is they're really only competing with themselves to be the yeah. best that they can be within the, within the genre that they express themselves in. And so I think it's an appropriate energy to bring into that, to that industry for sure. So I'm excited for you. I really am. And we're going to go to our thank next you. caller. So thank you, Catherine, for calling in. Thank you so much. Thank you. My thank joy. You. My you. joy, honey. Thank Happy Thanksgiving. All right, honey. Bye-bye thank now. <laughs> Blessings. All right, we'll wait for RJ to get the name of our next caller. And that'll probably be our last caller for the night as we're almost upon the hour. All right, we're just going to give it a couple seconds here. I hope that our callers from New York are staying warm up there. I understand it's a little chilly up there. One of my dear friends uh, is still living in the Cherry Hill, New Jersey area, actually Morristown. And I still have a lot of family in Cherry Hill where I grew up. And it's pretty chilly up there, I hear. So, all right. Let's see where we're going here. RJ, what's happening in our queue? Hi there. Talk to me. Can you hear me? I can. Go ahead. Where are we off to? We were going to speak with Terry from Brooklyn. Okay. Boy, this is a New York night, huh? Sure is. Hey, Terry. (laughs) Terry, welcome to the show. Hello, Terry. Can you hear me? Ooh, RJ, can you help me out here? What's going on here? Yep. She was on. Let me see. Okay. Okay, so while RJ is trying to connect with um, that caller, um, I know you have not been welcomed into the queue yet, but um, let me see here. For you, uh, area code 509, can you tell us what your first name is and where you're calling from? Ah. RJ, what's happening here? Okay, let me see if I can do this. Okay, RJ, I'm going to try and bring our caller on from area code 509. Hello. Hi there. Can you tell me your first name and where you're calling from? 
Yes, it's Mindy, and I'm calling from Washington State. Hi, Mindy. Welcome to the show. How can we be of service tonight? Well, I've got a question. I was wondering if you could tell me, like, kind of what's going on with my house and my kids um, uh, with everything going on with with them. I don't know if you've got any insight to... um, I'm not that kind of a psychic. Give me some information and tell me what you want me to okay. give you feedback on. Well, um, so my, I've, I went through a court battle um, and my kids are like uh, with their father right now, uh, found some disturbing stuff on my daughter's phone and tried to bring it to his attention, but he didn't address it. So I went to the courts and the courts restrained me from my kids. And he's got a sister-in-law who's an attorney. So she's um, got a lot of pull and influence in that. So um, they've completely got me abandoned from my children and I have to have supervised visits. Um, and so. Yeah, I'm hearing so you. Kind of I'm hearing you. Okay. Um, the first thing I want you to do is I just want you to breathe into your heart for me. Would you do that? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry, honey. I know how hard this is for you. I feel it. It's not a punishment. I know it feels like one. It's not a punishment. Sometimes our lives unfold in ways that are unexpected and it feels like we're being punished for something. We, we rebel against it. We say, God, why? If we are God-believing. But it's not a punishment. Um, don't stop fighting, quote-unquote, and intending for you to be able to have your children back with you. My sense is hey. that it will happen. And I'm going to give you a tool to work with. But I want to say to you, there's, there is a bigger picture involved than just the sorrow you feel because they're not with you. Mm-hmm. We no, all have, okay, we all have, before we come into this body, depending upon what you believe, I'm going to tell you what I believe and trust and know. We all um, have um, intentions before we come into the body for what we are going to learn and accomplish in life in a lifetime. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I want you to, and I want you to know that everything that's happening is in perfect and divine order. There is something about this experience for you, for your children, for, for, for their father, for the sister-in-law, for everyone, the court, everyone involved that is part of a contractual agreement that was made before everyone came into the body. I don't, don't like lose. It. I know you don't, and I know that I'd it like is to painful. Take my butt for saying that, for agreeing uh, to do I'm, that, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to judge you. It's not my place to do that. You have whatever feelings you have. What mm-hmm. I want to say to you, though, is that there is your personal experience of this, and then there's the bigger picture that you're never going to get to know the all of it. None of us ever do. So I'm going okay. to give you a tool you can use every day as many times during the day as you want to. So if you don't have a okay. piece of paper, you'll just know that at around um, 56 minutes, I think it is, into the show, 
right? You, okay. you will be something like that, or it's actually an hour, an hour and three minutes into the show is when you'll be able to listen to this replay and, and get this information if you don't have a pen and paper with you. So this is what I want you okay. to consider. It is, it is the Ho'oponopono prayer. Listen to the whole show because the beginning of the show, I talked a lot about it and about okay. gratitude, appreciation, which I know you're not feeling a whole hell of a lot of right now. Not at all. But you want to be able fact, to move. In fact, I'm mad at God that. right now, and I'm like, if you're allowing this stuff to go on, and I don't want to want any part of heaven anymore. I'm like, I'm like, if you're allowing this stuff to go on with my kids, I don't want to. I don't even want to step foot into heaven. I know you're angry, and that anger is your fear being expressed. But it's not mm-hmm. God doing this. So open up your heart to that no, presence. No, I don't think he's doing it, but I don't, I mean, I don't understand. I mean, I'm glad that they're not, I mean, he's got full custody now, but they're not living at home anymore. I know that they're living with the sister and the mother now. So, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad for that, but <clears throat> but I, what so. happened to my kids to, for this to happen? I mean, you know, like something happened and I, I got onto it and I confronted them and I ended up getting in trouble for it. So that's what I'm mad about. Because I was trying, I hear you. trying to protect them. I know. I hear you. And, and I don't know how I can explain to you in this short period of time a different way of looking at it. So I'm just going to give you mm-hmm. a tool. And you're welcome to reach out to me privately if you want to. And I will explain okay. more. But I'm going to give you a tool so that at least you can work with it. If it speaks okay. to you, just simply say these words. To whatever memory or data or energy is in me that is the cause for my children's suffering on any and all levels that I am to atone for. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me and thank you. I want you to understand what this prayer means. It doesn't mean that you did something wrong. It means that based on this Ho'oponopono philosophy, we all have to take 100% responsibility for everything that we see, sense, feel, hear, and know, because we're creating it on some level of consciousness. We're not doing it consciously. About 99.99% of what we manifest comes from the subconscious mind. We have no control. Okay. It's, It's part of what's destined for some reason or evolving because of energy that's in us that we don't know. So maybe, maybe a half of 1% is, is conscious. Okay. So accept 100% responsibility for all of what it is and just ask for it to be cleared. Give up your need to be angry with God and just ask that God to clear the cause of the suffering. Okay. And do the same and do the same with your former husband, their father. Do the same with the court system. Do the same with the person who supervises your visitation. Do the same for the people that your children are staying with. And do it often. Mm-hmm. Because it will shift whatever the underlying energy was or is that created this to begin with. It's very powerful. I promise you, you can't have an expectation of time or outcome. 
you can only just keep doing it and trusting and knowing that it's working. Okay? okay. Some, something to think about. I have found this tool to be extraordinarily powerful. Okay. I invite you to consider it if it speaks to you. Okay? Okay. Thank you. You're welcome, Mindy. You're in my heart, honey. Be grateful for what you can. Be grateful for it. It will raise your energy and lift you up. Listen to the beginning of the show again, you know, since you came in at the end. Listen to the replay. It's available very soon after we complete, which is going to be in just a couple minutes. Okay. Thanks so much for calling in, honey. Blessings. Okay. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye now. All right, RJ. Thank you so wow. much for being with me we tonight. Did we did it. And we had full technology and so grateful for everybody that called in. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. A lot of diverse issues tonight, huh? Absolutely. Must be the moon. Yeah. Must be. Yeah, it's coming up. It's coming up. <laughs> All right, sweet man. Stay warm up there in Virginia. We're going to do a rapid heart connection, and then we'll close out the show for tonight, okay? Thanks so much, RJ, for being here. All right, sweetie. Thank you. Blessing. All right, everybody. Thank you so much to all of our callers. Um, For those of you that are new to the show, we do a rapid heart connection at the end. And, and then we complete. So I want to just thank everyone. We can't do this show if you're not here with us. So thank you, thank you. And, um, and join us every Sunday night. We're here at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here on the Heart Healer Radio Network. All right. So if you will, as long as you're not driving or operating heavy machinery, go ahead and close your eyes. Uncross your ankles and knees. Relax your abdominal muscles and breathe. Just take a few nice, deep, slow breaths. Good. And as you do, now focus your breath on your heart center, that beautiful energy center in the middle of your chest. Imagine your breath coming into that heart center all the way to the back of your chest and see that breath coming out the front of your heart center. Just keep your focus there with your breath. Breathe any way you feel comfortable breathing. This heart center is the place where love emanates from. Your love emanates from. And it is the place through which you receive love. The more you focus your breath on your heart center, the more you're consciously connected to the energy, the vibration of love. And as we shared in the beginning of the show, love is the highest frequency, highest vibration in our universes. So it is always uplifting, healing, nurturing and supportive it is transformative as you breathe into and out of your heart center I want you to imagine a wave form of love light 
flowing from you in all directions. You get to choose the color of the light. Trust me, every time you breathe into your heart, this waveform of love is always emanating from you. So the more you do it, the more you're supporting everyone and everything on this planet. Because it emanates in all directions. It goes down to the center of the earth. A gift of love to our blessed Mother Earth and all she does for all of us. And as soon as it reaches the center of the earth, it begins to expand out in all directions, filling her from her core out to her surface, a gift of love to everyone who dwells within her. And it comes through the surface where we live, a gift of love to all of us, and continues to expand and fill our atmosphere, a gift of love to all who dwell above her. And it doesn't stop there. It keeps expanding out into the universe, into infinity, back to the beginning of all that is, the one heart of love, or whatever you call our source. And what we know is that what we focus on and what we send out comes back to us multiplied. So now imagine that love coming back to you even brighter and more brilliant and more expansive and breathe it in. Yeah. And imagine that light of love in every cell in your body from head to toe, every strand of hair, every organ system from deep within, every part of you including every cell of skin from head to toe. So you are filled and surrounded by love. Love is never anywhere but right within. We need to seek not it outside ourselves. It's right there, right in our heart. So if you're needing some love, just breathe in and remember the image of this love light and the feeling of it throughout your body and begin again, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Know that you are always filled and surrounded by love. Thank you, everyone, for joining me. I am Eileen, the Heart Healer, and it has been my absolute joy and privilege to serve you this evening here on the Heart Healer Radio Network. Join us here again next Sunday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And until then, enjoy your moments and know that you're loved. Blessings of love and gratitude and good night. Plan now to tune in to the Heart Healer Radio Network at 7 p.m. Eastern on Sunday night for Live with Eileen Gottlieb, the Heart Healer. Eileen brings her passion for guiding and supporting you toward a loving relationship with yourself 
and will offer insights and heart-centered wisdom to help you with personal and professional struggles and issues. From vibrant health to financial abundance to joy-filled service, your journey can begin with Live with Eileen Gottlieb, Sunday night at 7 Eastern on the Heart Healer Radio Network.